Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Introducing the greatest animated series you've never seen, Lightning Dogs. These canine commandos are lost on a post-apocalyptic Earth and battling the forces of the evil Glampire. <laughs> it's a tribute to the cartoons and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, and Nerdy Show is hell-bent on bringing it to life. Block sold separately. Join us as we document our quest from the moment lightning struck to every world-building session and beyond and make our crazy dream a reality. Roll with the pack at lightningdogs.com. The following program, Flame On, is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Drag is the new spandex. Hey, everybody. It's Drag is the new spandex coming to you with timely, timely, and I do mean timely, stories from Gay Days and DragCon, which was out in L.A. just a few short weeks ago. By the time this comes out, it will be like, what, a month? Uh, Roughly about a month. Okay, but you know, that's par for the course for us. Yeah, we How? only put out two episodes a month. We we gotta we gotta spread out the wealth of uh, stories. True. With me, we have Pat. Hey, what's going on? Hey, girl. And we have a guest who's not Ginger Minj. Who's not Ginger Minj, <laughs> but is hilarious. <laughs> the one and only Tora Hyman. Oh my gosh! Hello. Hi. Hi. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's my First podcast, I think, ever. Really? First or second. I don't remember the other one. Don't tell them. <laughs> so we'll say we're breaking your hymen. You're break. You're tearing it open. Tearing your hymen. Tear it open. Um, <laughs> now, just, you know, uh, a quick behind the scenes. This is this is going to be a little different because normally the first time we have, like, a new drag queen on, we go through, like, all your history and stuff like that. Yeah. Your browser history, to <laughs> be specific. But um, you will get your own show. Oh, but, look at that. But I feel so fancy. <laughs> this episode, you and Pat both were at DragCon. Yeah. Yes. One, I have never gone, and I desperately want to go. Two, 
If I go out to LA, I ain't coming back. <laughs> yeah, I love it there. We'll it's- sneak you into my suitcase for DragCon New York this year. <gasps> yes. Girl, I can't go back up to New York. I got family. It's like being on parole. It's like getting warrants. Like, <laughs> listen, bitch, we'll keep you on the. We'll keep you undercover. Let me explain Put something. You in drag. My, you know you want to do drag. Here's yes. I hear your podcast. I hear. <laughs> here's here's the catch though. So I have an older half sister, and like all the kids from like my dad, we all look alike. There's no way to get out of it. I will show you a picture of my sister. It is me in a wig. It's like straight up. I've shown Pat. Like it's straight up me in a wig. You could do that RuPaul look from that one episode where it's just her lips. Oh. <laughs> How do you know that wasn't him already? Oh, Ooh. it probably was. Um, so yeah, let's start from the beginning. Because it was your first DragCon, right? Uh, no, it's my second DragCon. Second. Con. Okay, yeah. so what was your first and second time like? Uh, the first time I got to go as a guest, so I fully enjoyed it, did the panels, did everything like that. This time I was working the event, so I actually met people instead of like going around to the booths and things like that. So I saw it from the professional side. Oh, Okay. And how was how was that experience? Uh, amazing, because I met so many people, straight, gay, little kids. Um, I met dogs. I met celebrities, which was so eye-opening. I met this little drag queen, I would say eight years old, that like changed my life. I literally had this moment where I just walked over and started a conversation. And by the end of it, I was like in full tears, ugly crying on the inside, because I just bonded with someone who I'd never met. Her, I didn't see her parents anywhere. And this little eight-year-old was living her her dream of being a drag queen. I oh, I saw that picture. Just oh like... my god! I literally could not even. It was just the most magical thing I've ever done in drag. I was like, you didn't call her dad a cunt like Asia did on uh, Snapchat, <gasps> oh, right? No. Oh, okay, just checking. Oh my god! <laughs> what? <No>. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Asia O'Hara's Snapchat stories were hysterical. Because a bunch of you know younger kids came by, whatever, and there was one point. Um, I wasn't watching the video. Sean was. And, um, oh, oh, the dad had a hat with sponges on it. Oh. And in the Snapchat story, she she's talking to this little eight-year-old kid. And then she's like, she called the kid's dad a cunt. Jeez, I was so. like, oh, okay. That's how this story goes. Oh, my God. Oh my god she was having a weekend was that oh. the day that she could not take a picture with eureka o'hara quite possibly <laughs> <laughs> I love that. um so okay so you were working out there yeah. um who are you working with Swish Embassy. i love the them company. i love them i'm wearing them right now oh my gosh you're wearing what is it the bear my uh uh girl will fuck you oh, bear yeah. shirt dean if you're listening you're welcome uh, yeah, they're an amazing company. Check them out. They have the funniest gay shirts I've ever seen. They have a new uh, Miss Van G, which is Van Gogh. Yes. And the one that Oral needs to get, Pronto. And I almost got for him while I was out in LA, but then I forgot. Uh, the Eternia is burning. Yes. With He-Man and Skeletor Vogue. <laughs> you know what? Sold out. Sold out. Here's the thing. You sent so me awesome. that. You sent me that link, and I'm just like, I really should buy this. And then... I drag my feet. I'm like, well, you know what? I have been spending a lot of money. Um, you know what's gonna happen? That shirt's gonna get reprinted. They're gonna charge me like eighty two dollars, and I deserve to pay those eighty two dollars. <laughs> Fun tea about that shirt. Uh, Sunday we had one shirt left. It was a double X, and here comes Sonique from RuPaul's Drag Race oh, up to Kylie. the booth. Yeah, she comes up to the booth and she's 
you know, having a good day, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's like, girl. And I'm like, oh, we miss you here at the Parliament House, blah, blah, blah. Doing the, the normal conversation. All of a sudden, I'm selling her a t-shirt. <laughs> a double X. And she sure did buy it. She turned that shit into a dress. That's she what be- she said. <laughs> she's like, I'm going to make it a nightgown. And I, so I expect a picture of this nightgown. Oh, I will. I will text her. <laughs> I will text her. I was her manager for a hot second. Oh my god! Yeah, just one of those little side little That's side fun. gigs. She looked really good that day. Oh yeah, she was having a day though. The, his, the hysterical part about it is that we were in the same place at the same time. Never saw her. I, never, I did not see her the entire time I was there. Oh my god, she looked busy. She said she had a gig in uh, Palm Springs or something that night. Yeah, she was all over the place. I, I saw pictures afterwards. Oh, we were there for one day together. She went Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And um, I didn't go Sunday because oh. at that point I was like, it's my first time in L.A. I'm literally only here for like two and a half days. Yeah. I'm going to go do touristy stuff. Like I need to go like see, see a little bit of L.A. before yeah. I leave. So I was like, you know what? Sunday, it's a shorter day. I've pretty much done everything that I want to do. There was one panel I would have gone to on Sunday uh, that was hosted by the Nobodies. Oh. Because friend of the show, Ariel Italic, yeah. was out there with Lady Berica Andrews and DJ Accident Report. And they were doing the women in wrestling or women of wrestling oh, panel. Fun. And I was like, that would be really awesome. And I love them and I want to go and see this. But I was like, do I go for a panel and have to Uber from one side of LA to the other and then back? Or do I just hang out with my friends who I'm staying with that I have barely seen this weekend? So I did that and I got to kind of be touristy for, for a day. Oh, so. That's awesome. I will say that this year's DragCon was triple the size of the first one i went to Jesus. which was the year before it was massive i mean it took me four hours to get from one end to see everything all the way to the workroom set four hours is crazy yeah what do it you think so it was your big. first time right it was my first time at la it's my second dry con i did new york um oh, last okay. year or, which i've never yeah. done it, it was fantastic i got to watch ginger and uh, cj get married that's right that was my favorite story is the first day of dry con uh cj running up to me in his prince charming outfit and he was like put his little cape up and he's like you need to come to this panel and i'm like okay he's like no you need to come to this panel i'm like uh, all right he's like we're getting married and i was like ah! and i like i you know gay squealed and it was hysterical but and now they announced they're having a baby <laughs> i know i'm just waiting for what uh what uh, new york's <laughs> announcement is gonna be oh god K- kudos to them mazel tov. <laughs> she's transgender and she's cutting her thing cut off Thing. I can say penis, right? Yeah, I can say penis. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm so used to YouTube. <laughs> exactly. You gotta, be, you gotta be careful there. Here, we throw an explicit label on it, and you can say whatever you want. Keep it moving, bitch. Keep it moving. <laughs> um, New York was fun, and I've been to the Javits before, because I go to uh, New York Comic Con, but I'm used to having more of the convention center open up for Comic Con versus what they had for DryCon. It was the first year, and they had to change the dates last minute. So you had the LGBT Expo on one side of the Javits Center, and then RuPaul's DragCon on the other. So it was just a really gay time at the Javits Center regardless. Um, But it was fun. This experience in LA was crazy because of how big it was. And I was with uh, friends of the show, uh, Sean Ryan and Michael. Uh, Sean is the voice of Dragon's New Spandex's theme song as uh, Jess Ketting. And uh, we were kind of roaming around together. And they were like, this is crazy big compared to previous years. And I enjoyed that because it didn't make it feel claustrophobic. Yes, I agree. Anytime I'm at a convention, I'm always like ready to crawl out of my skin. Because 
you're trying to look at something or you're trying to get around and people are just like right there and right on top of you. This felt nice because it was like, okay, cool. I can have room to walk around and go see things and not feel like, oh my God, I'm, I'm being swamped. But at the same time, it made it a little tough because like you said, it does take forever to get to one side from one side to the other. And it was kind of a trade-off of like, okay, well, uh, let's, you know, would I rather have more space or, right. you know, uh, have it take less time to see everything. Sure. But the good thing about DragCon this year, they added a third day. Because uh, the, in the past, it's been Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. They added Friday for DragCon LA, and they've done it now for DragCon New York this year. The Friday experience was amazing. That was my favorite day by far. Because the first couple of hours from 2 to, I believe, 4 mm-hmm. was VIP only, which they treated press like VIP, which was fantastic because I was there as a press guest. So I got to get into the convention right away. I got there at 2.15 and I was there until 8 o'clock. And it was so nice because there wasn't as many people because it was at 4 o'clock it opened up to weekend pass holders. So if you only had one day, a one-day ticket, you couldn't go in on Friday. But if you had the whole weekend pass, you were able to go in. And it just seemed so much easier. Yeah. It was nice to be able to kind of bounce around, go see things. The workroom line, when we went, was nothing. It was We waited in line for maybe 20 minutes. And it was just like the line just went outside of the workroom. Because we stayed in line to take pictures at the, the neon work sign at the entrance, of course. Of course you mm-hmm. have to. Exactly. And in the workroom. And... It took us, like like I said, about 20 minutes. When we left the workroom, that line wrapped around the outside of the workroom. And then on Saturday, there was an entire fucking queue for it that was, like, so freaking long. I was like, I am so glad we did this when we did Mm -hmm. because I would not wait in that line to go into that room. But it was adorable. yeah. It was... uh, It was smaller than I imagined. It was. It was, and we were like... We were thinking, well, they maybe just don't have one of the walls. But then I'm like, no. No, it fits perfectly, yeah. Yeah, like, because when you see certain angles at when they're shooting. You can see it now. Yeah, you see where all the different sides it's of the tight. room are. Oh. Yeah. oh. yeah. It's tighter than what you imagined. I mean, those tables, those girls are on top of each other. Seriously. Especially when they're doing their makeup and those mirrors. There's only, like, two long mirrors and then, I would say, four chairs at each one. Yeah, That's it. and now imagine when you've got the fourteen girls at the oh. first episode. Mm-hmm. That's why they're fighting over things because there's no room. <laughs> Seriously, it's crazy, but it was so awesome, like getting to be in that space. That it's like we watch the show every week, and you get to see it. And now it's like that. Those mirrors are really cool to be in. Those front. Were, I have a cool picture of looking through the mirror because they're double. Yeah, they call that where you can see through mirrors. Um, so I have a cool picture of looking at me through it. I love that. That's awesome. Sunday I, morning, I went in before, and there was Dusty. Dusty Ray Bottoms was standing behind me, so I like took a photo, like, "Hey, I'm on the show." <laughs> Dusty Ray is also in the same season. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do a um, an All Stars two, Return of the Queens, or Revenge of the Queens moment, <gasps> and have a couple of us stand behind the mirror. <laughs> yeah. So then be looking through it, but you know, it's a little tough to do that when you're uh. when you've got so many people around. I did meet RuPaul. You met RuPaul too. I did too. Yes. Yours was different than mine. Yep. You, oh, let's, let's, yes. Let's Your talk story... about the highs, which is meeting RuPaul. <laughs> okay. 
My story is really basic and was ha- littered with frustration. Tora's story is amazing. <laughs> so different. So we'll go. So different. We'll go with yours second, so we can end this RuPaul oh, okay. section on a high note. <laughs> and I'll say this: it wasn't bad. Um, it was eighty-five dollars to get a picture with RuPaul, which is a little crazy. And see, I still think that's really fair because in a we live. Megacon just happened. I was, I was like, gonna say, if we paying, look on my wall over here with our like Megacon and um, Hurricane Who Wall of Fame, mm-hmm. where we've met, you know, like I think I paid roughly sixty or eighty dollars to meet Eliza Dushku. Yeah. So I mean, I, I it wasn't out of the realm of like this is craziness, but I was like uh, eighty five. I'm not sure. And then Brian convinced me he's like it's probably one of the only times you'll get to do this. Mm-hmm. Just spend the money, like just do it. So what they tried to do to eliminate the issues they've had in the past of like four or five hour lines, they were selling time blocks. So you would come in at that time that was on your ticket. You say, I want to come and take a picture with RuPaul on Saturday at 11 a.m. That's one of the blocks they have open. I'm going to get my ticket. I'm going to I'll be back here at 11 a.m. on Saturday. I did three o'clock on Saturday because I had panels. I want to do the panel at 10. and then one at one o'clock. So I was like, okay, three works perfectly. I got in line at 3.05. The line was already long. I stood in line until 4.59 when they handed me my photo and said, thank you for joining us. It was a two, a, about a two-hour wait. And that was with having a specific time block. At the, when, when I got in line, RuPaul was on break, had taken about a half an hour break or so. And they were like, oh, yeah, Ru's on break right now. Because they had somebody come in and pay. Like, you could pay um, while you were in line. You didn't have to pay in advance if you didn't want to, mm-hmm. in case you changed your mind. So we're in line. The woman's coming around taking uh, taking card payments. And she's like, yeah, Ru'll be back probably about 3.30. And then she's like, once the line gets going, it moves quickly. You know, you'll, you'll know. It'll be fine. 3.30 rolls around. We're still basically stationary about 340 ish the line started to move and again press got vip treatment so it was able to go into the vip line which they say has priority the lines moved at a one-to-one ratio Mm -hmm. which i'm like how is this vip Mm -hmm. what in god's name is vip about this i figured maybe two to one Two to Maybe one. Three to one. Three to one. Really if, want... if if three to one, yeah. if you if you want to step your pussy up, but you you realize when you do three to one, it looks really bad. Yeah. But I mean, it's still it's VIP and it's the RuPaul line, mm. so whatever. Ooh. But either which way, but they were doing it was one and one, one and one, unless you were like together, because you could have two people go in at a time. Okay. So no you more pay. Than two. No more than two for one ticket. I see. I see. So I think if you, I guess if you had maybe like four people and you had bought two tickets, they might have been able to send you all in together. But basically, if you bought one ticket, you had up to two people could go in and take a picture. So like there was a mom and daughter that I was standing behind. So they went in together. But I, it it did go rather quickly because once you get in there, you have about 12 seconds. You go in, (laughs) there's RuPaul. Who was like a heavenly figure. <laughs> and I was so angry. Like, not angry. How was the lighting? It, d- Vaseline lens. I was like, RuPaul, why are you so motherfucking blurry? <laughs> <laughs> We're in the same room. <laughs> I love that. And me too. It's my favorite. <laughs> um, I, was, I was frustrated because I was like, I've been waiting for two hours. 
I was almost at the point where I was going to be like, listen, I'm just going to go to the table and be like, fuck it. Can I have my money back? Yeah. Like, I'm just done. Yeah. You guys are selling these blocks and it's not, that's it's not how you're operating yeah. right now. But I did it and I held out. And once the line started moving and it was going a bit quicker than I was like, by the time I got up to the front, I was like, okay, whatever. Like I've, I've been in line. I've done this. Like this is going to happen. And then as soon as I stepped into that little booth, I was like, oh my God. Like it was just this like surreal moment. And it's not like I don't idolize RuPaul. I don't put RuPaul on this this giant pedestal per se, but it's RuPaul. It's RuPaul. Like, it, it's just this whole overwhelming, like, oh, my God moment. And, like, Brian and a couple people have asked me, like, what did you say? And I'm like, honestly, I don't remember. <laughs> like, it was just so surreal. And it happened so quickly. I know I said hello. I know I shook his hand. I know I stood on the wrong side because then he basically moved me over to the X that they had on the floor. <laughs> And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He's like, it's okay. <laughs> then we took the picture, and I shook his hand, and I thanked him. I was just like, thank you so much. And like, just it was just this overwhelming, just like, oh my goodness, this just happened. I waited two hours for this 30 seconds. And that's when RuPaul put her nine-inch stiletto to Pat's face and pushed him down uh, the slide. That's the photo I would pay $85 for. Right? <laughs> Tor, what about you? Um, so Sunday morning, I got there at 9 a.m. It opened at 10. And so I'm walking around just like looking at the workroom and stuff I haven't got to see because I'm working all weekend. And uh, went over to the workroom, took my photos. And I'm sauntering through all the little things. I wanted to buy some jewels. And uh, I'm in the back of the whole expo. And all of a sudden, I'm just walking. I see a golf cart coming out of nowhere. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And I look. And I'm like, oh, double take. That's RuPaul driving a golf cart full of people. And I'm like, what the hell? And I just stood there and he goes, hey, girl. And I literally, I was like, I'm going to pee myself. <laughs> RuPaul just drove by in a golf cart. Oh, my God. I like get all giddy and emotional. And he just kept going. And then I'm like, I bought my jewels. I'm walking around the front of the expo. Here he comes again on a golf cart. He goes, hey, girl. Hey, long time no see. And Michelle Visage is on the back side of the golf cart. And I'm like, what the hell is my life? What the hell? He just said hi to me twice on a golf cart. What? And he remembered you. He remembered me. He can't me. remember Michelle's children's oh. names. <laughs> so true. Oh, my God. I'm putting that in my bio. RuPaul remembers what I look like. So, yeah, that happened. And uh, it felt very validated, which is very sad. But I also was like, oh, I'm a human being. He's seen me. That is awesome. Yeah. Now, okay. So we've talked about RuPaul, which was a fantastic portion of it. <laughs> Uh, I know you were working with Swish Embassy most of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Did you get to see, or besides Sonique, who was just hang- yeah. hanging out around the, the convention, did you get to go and see any of the queens while they were at their booths, or did any of them come around that you saw? Uh, I went and saw Ginger Minge, obviously, because that's my drag mother. We had a chat. Um, I saw some of them came up to the booth. Um, a lot of legends came up, like, um, well, this is really sad, but uh, like Lactatia. <laughs> The ten-year-old drag queen came yeah. up, uh, and then also Desmond. From... Well, I mean, she, technically, she's your sister at this point. That's a true fact. And I said that to her, and she gave me a look <laughs> like I had just killed someone. And I was like, "Bitch, you're five. Settle down. <laughs> Settle down." Um, a lot of people came up to the booth. I saw uh, Monet Exchange. Oh. She looked amazing. Oh my god, so good. I was so pissed because I wanted to take a picture. I tried to um, avoid, not avoid, but not spending so much time with queens that I've recently worked with. Okay. Or were coming to Parliament House yeah. that I'd be working with soon. Mm-hmm. Like, Cracker was there, and I love Cracker. 
and I could have gotten in line uh, at the end of one of the days, at the end of Saturday, to mm-hmm. get a picture. But I'm like, I'm going to be working with her in a month when she comes for gay mm-hmm. days. Why am I going to stress that right now? And Monet had been there for white party. Oh. And then I saw her on Friday, oh. and I was like, bitch, looks so good. Flawless. Oh my, I was like, I want a picture. And then by the time we were going to get in line on Friday, mm-hmm. they had to shut down the line because they were going to do that, like, season 10 um, War on the Catwalk uh, okay. show. Mm-hmm. So, like, all the season 10 girls had to, like, leave early, a little early. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn it. And then I was in line for uh, RuPaul when my friends went to her booth. So, at that point, I was like, I'm not going to stand in line by myself again. Right. And I was like, I have a picture with her when she was here, or worked with her and all that, but... I was like, damn it, she looks so good. I wanted a picture with her. Yeah. Jinx Monsoon said hi. Very sweet. Uh, I saw Valentina. She wore the same outfit all three days. Mm. It's not uncommon. It was not uncommon. It was good. I mean, she had a great booth. It was solid mirrors. (laughs) Um, And then. Did she wear a mask? She did not. But I mean, the merch is so good. That's the best thing to ever happen to her. Because she's a fan, a Thorpe fan with a mask built in. It's just, I mean, it's perfect. Wow. Cameron Michaels, did you see her? Yes. She looked, I mean, she looks great on TV, but my God, stunning. Probably the most beautiful drag queen I've ever seen on RuPaul. Yeah, and she was here for White Party also, so I worked with oh. her. So I went uh, I went up with Sean and Michael because they wanted to take a picture, and um, they didn't have a VIP line oh. that they had said. Mm-hmm. Like, there was, it was this whole thing because there was a sign, but then there were, when we got to the front, they were like, Oh no, that's not for this booth or whatever. And it was like, mm, mm, okay, so we just left because yeah. the line was too long at that point in time. Uh, but she looked fantastic, yeah. and she was a doll to work with when she was here. I heard she's really nice. Yeah, which super. Sweet. I like. Yeah, um, I saw a lot of people detox. Uh, Mrs. Kasha Davis, oh. Stacy Lane Matthews. We had a great conversation. It was very strange. How's she doing? Good. <laughs> she doing good. Good. Her and her um, drag daughter. I think they they travel quite a lot together. They're just walking in their flats, sauntering through. <laughs> um, no line at their booth, nothing, no shade, but like it's just so funny. I love her. I think I think she's hysterical. Mm. Um, That's a lot of fucking money. Oh my god, so much money. <laughs> Derek Barry saw her. Jiggly Caliente. I mean, just you know, all the people. Oh, Jiggly was there. Jiggly was there. She I must had have a, missed her. She was next to Derek Barry. Oh, that's probably why. I saw yeah. Derek, and I was like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. Oh, I saw Trixie Mattel. Oh, she looked amazing. Oh. She's. She's like a thin drag queen, but she's a bigger girl. Like she's tall. Yes, yes. I yes. Never, she's broad. And the funny part is that she basically has just stopped wearing heels. Yeah. So even so, she's when you yeah. see her and she's that tall, she's just that tall. And I would never assume that. I th- I would think she's like five seven, but she's a bigger girl. Oh, for sure. She's so beautiful. No, Trixie, Trixie is awesome. Oh. Trixie is super cool. Katya was there, but I did not see her. Yes, because he had a As panel. A boy, yeah, yeah. Well, because he's not Katya. He's anymore. not allowed to. His uh, manager won't let him do drag. It's like because of whatever he's doing uh, to detox. So he's not allowed to do drag. What? That, Wait, that makes what? Sense. Yeah. He's in rehab. Like, from, I did not know this. Yeah, mental. Good, I mean, yeah, he, good he, for you taking the steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. he said he was going to take a break from, from drag and he had left Twitter mm-hmm. and like so all social media. Um, and even like that's why Bob the Drag Queen filled in for the second half of uh, the season for the Trixie and Katya show, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, it was only like two or two ish months that he was off of Twitter, and then he came back. Now he's got all these extra tattoos, and he's oh. got a beard. And... What he has tattoos? Now? Yeah, uh, it's crazy. But I mean, 
he's just as kooky and and you know crazy as ever but hmm. you know as long as he's doing the things that he needs to to make himself whole and get better like that's mm-hmm. that's fantastic i saw a lot of um ross matthews people from his podcast oh like fagsy malone i don't know if anyone knows him mm. uh he was there i saw a ross matthews assistant which i love trisha um i once saw him eating at the abbey i too was eating at the abbey <laughs> the abbey in la or uh-huh. here? Oh, okay he frequents that yeah, like I'm just like, oh look, that's Ross Matthews. Ooh, look, my my turkey BLT is. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good drag con. Lots of people. Oh, Nicole Byer, she was a Ooh. guest judge. We went to college together. No, you didn't. Shady bitch. So we were really good friends in college, and you know she's an actor, and I was a singer. So whatever, went our separate ways. Then one day I'm turned on RuPaul, and there she is, and I was like, what the hell? You're famous? When did you get famous? <laughs> a drag queen and you're on let's let's you're on rupaul so i messaged her she did not answer and i got real angry i was like we were friends whatever saw her at drag con and i sure did leave the booth ha- walk down that little like stacy lane matthews that's where we were <laughs> lane sorry stacy lane matthews lane and i said bitch we were friends in college and she goes who are you and i was like oh my god <laughs> oh my god i was so pissed so oh. if you're listening i'm pissed at you still snap that's some that's <laughs> You can't. We can't top that. DragCon <laughs> was an amazing experience. Now, through the magic of podcasting, or just because I'm not really good at this, like segue. Let's talk about Drag Race, which is what we've been doing this entire time. Well, before we do that, let's take a moment to tell our listeners how they can find us on the internet. Oh, that's so okay. It's been a while since I've done this. <clears throat> So, listeners, if you want to follow us, we are on Facebook. You can just search Flame On. We'll pop right up. We're at, at Flame On Podcast on Twitter. Um, we also can be found in iTunes for the, you know, like the app, the podcast app. You know, I, I just got an iPhone 8. I'm, I'm not so great at this. Is it the red one? Huh? Is it the red one? I think so. <laughs> you don't have it yet? I mean, I do. No, oh. no, 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 no. I, I, I didn't get the red one. I got the silver one. Oh, okay. It's like in my family, they're like, do you want gold? I'm like, gold? Like, we don't wear gold in my family. Gold <laughs> is for poor people. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, I do love that they have a red one, though. Oh, my God. I will just say I, have that. Have you seen it? Um, yes. It's actually, actually one better. Of, I love it. One of, uh, one, of the, one of my friends from the bar has it. I, I love that they work with products right and they put oh, it out. Like it's yeah. the only time that I'm jealous of an iPhone that I can't get a a, a product red phone. Yeah. Where are other places too, Pat? Where are <laughs> so we? Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, um, Audio Boom, Google Play music for now before it gets swallowed into uh YouTube red. <laughs> but they said they're gonna keep podcasts. So if you listen to us on Google Play Music don't worry, we will still be there after they change over into uh, merging everything with YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Anywhere that you can find podcasts, you can find us. For most of our podcasting logos, it's our new logo, our brand new logo that we debuted with our last episode, the new little flame logo Mm -hmm. um, in some locations like Stitcher. It's still the old um, square orange um, elemental uh, Playmon sign. So if you see either of those, you know it's us. And as a brand new thing that we also launched with our 200th episode, we now have a Threadless store. So if you were digging the new Flameon logo, a special thank you to Danny Haas for creating that for us. And you want to get some cool new merch that has it. Um, you can get t-shirts, you can get uh, baseball jerseys, you can get phone cases, uh, mugs. I, I forget what I put up there, but there's a whole bunch of accessories that you can pick up. Just go to flameonshow.threadless.com and um, you can just tap on the logo and you'll see all the merch pop up there for you. Sweet. That's amazing. Yeah, Congrats. Thanks. What's this, 201? Episode? This is 201. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Now, we've now officially crossed into our 200s. Awesome. You're, you're a part of a new era. Yeah. Merched era. I love it. Um, so with us through the magic of podcasting, Brian is here. Hi. Hi, Brian. Hey, Brian. Hello. Hi. I've never met you. No, I know. I'm Brian. Hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here we are to talk about Drag Race Season 10. 10 stands across the board. I feel like you're fading on that a little bit. You know why? <laughs> because I don't understand why we're still not doing 10s, 10s. Tens across the board. It literally should open yeah. every theme song this season. I agree. It's, I mean, everything else, RuPaul has shoehorned in. Hell, Monet Exchange shoehorned it in to yeah. her video. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I really, I like this season. I, I do. Um, there have been some, some highs. There have been some lows. Yes. I think... It really shows where, like, they're stretching. Like, they're reaching for material on some episodes. And some episodes, you know, that was, like, what, an hour and a half? And mm-hmm. I felt like we didn't get enough. And that that is, is sometimes a good thing. But I... Mm, I mean, you want a more breast world, right? Breast world. <laughs> I want more of those boys in the back. <laughs> oh, those boys were so good. What you packing? Um, oh, I wanted more of the my... boys with the, the memory game. So, except for the underwear was... Which, no shade to rounder bum because I was at your store recently. But, <laughs> um... <laughs> sorry about it. That... Don't get hot men with good asses and then put that underwear on because it's not for men with good asses. They, it's men who need ass it's assistance. It's men who need an ass, so no. it looked funny on them. Yeah. Like, every no. take, I'd be like, no, oh, it's not. Oh, is that why that was? It was so oh, okay, yeah. not fitted. I was like, no. Oh, but the friends were good. Huh? Was was the game called What You, what you Packing? 
No. Was no. It, no it, was, it was. I think it was like tops and bottoms. Tops and bottoms. Yes, oh. I think so. Either way. So it was good. Which tens. the new um the new uh pit crew member was like kind of debuted that episode. Oh yeah, Lath Ashley. Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed he's, that. Uh, he's not part of the pit crew. He was part of that additional sure. set. But he was the first uh, trans pit crew member. But I think member. he's on season 11. Is he? Yeah. Oh, that's I'm awesome. Sure. Oh, that's good. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Which the So is. handsome. <laughs> so <laughs> handsome. <laughs> Shh. Nobody's supposed to look. know that. I just got to look. <laughs> oh, my God. The game police are here. <laughs> Wait, no. It's... Yums. 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 She made me do it. I'm a patsy. I'm a patsy. I'll take all ownership. I'll never be on the show anyway. It's all right. Um, okay. So, let's go around and talk about so far, because we're, what, at, like, the halfway point? A little past that? I think we have four We're almost episodes. done. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank God. We only have... Uh, so, the top five... Top four, finale, which only have like three episodes. Left. Okay. And I think they're doing a, a like a re, like reunion episode. Yeah, probably. So three actual like season episodes and the reunion. So four four episodes left. Okay, so let's go around the room, starting with Brian. Brian, what has been your like your high points of this season? I think Monet Exchange is so fantastic, <laughs> and <laughs> even if there are times she's a little sloppy. I still love her to death. I agree. And uh, only second to maybe Miss Cracker, uh, mm-hmm. who is also one of my favorites. And everything she's done, seeing her her journey, getting stronger and more confident in her her craft and her comedy is absolutely. I'm I'm there for that. Uh, I am a fan of Eureka. I do defend her on occasion, uh, but I also recognize there are times I want to you know punch her through the screen. So. Other than that, I don't really care much. Asia is kind of fascinating and sort of the cipher of the season because she's all over the place. You're just getting drawn in by her teeth. Uh, her teeth are very nice. <laughs> are, she fake, paid right? enough for yeah, them. I, was gonna say, pretty sure I mean, fake. they glisten. I'm like, bitch, I need those teeth. Okay. Like, I need to, I'm going to go to the dentist and be like, <laughs> with a picture of Asia O'Hara, <laughs> Adam Dragon, and be like, this, <laughs> this is what I need. And he'd be like, $50,000. So I'd be like, I don't need them that badly. The only other thing I will say about my season so far, I have been interested in how they're trying to revitalize the show, and I agree some of it doesn't quite work. Mm. Some of it, especially when they do homages that bring back queens from the old seasons, or they do things that sort of pay tribute to some of the history, I like that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm i still curious to see if that energy keeps going through and they actually do pull off a real nice reboot ish the only other thing uh i keep saying the thing miss vanjie okay it is fascinating to me that even back in when they filmed this like th- a decade ago or whatever that that was thing they recognized would still be kind of ridiculous and they i love that they've included those moments in there when rue loses her shit about oh, it so i mean like and they didn't know that it would be a thing but i think they all kind of reacted organically to that do you yeah. think they're quickly editing more of it into the show oh undoubtedly undoubtedly i mean some of the moments are just they're funny and they make sense but others yeah absolutely yeah. Mm-hmm. they're fueling that fire mm-hmm. tora what about you um i pulled up a quick picture just for you four but uh my highlight has been cameron michaels when he was the trade oh i don't understand how, how has... he didn't win that mini challenge Thank you. I... how has no one talked about his bulge <laughs> Holy crap. I, I mean, the entire time I was literally, my mouth was on the floor and I was like, that ball just deserves an Academy Award. Wow. It was so good. 
For Christ's sake. So good. He is the trade of the season. He's yeah. the trade of all the seasons. <laughs> yeah. If I had to yeah. pick one queen that I would, he would be definitely it. Yeah. And, and he's so sweet. You see how hairy his thighs are? Oh, God. That nose. It's all in the nose, and he's got a big nose. Mm. And that, mm. that bulge. Mm. My God. He could I'd... do me in drag. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. He, I, yeah, I'm attracted to that too. Let's do it. He's so hot. Yeah, he does look great in drag. He I mean, really does. Overall, Even with the tats, he's great. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. That's my highlight. Okay. Ah. Uh... I will say that I I do like I do like Cracker a lot. I like her a lot because I you know me I've always rooted for the comedy queens. Like I I love how quirky she is. Um, Asia, I love Monet. It hurt me to see her go, mm. especially because I I really like Monet Exchange and Short Change. Like <laughs> I thought great. they were they did a really great job. Um, I don't think she should have went home. No, no, not at all. Yeah. No, and that's where you start seeing produ- uh, production, yes. storyboarding that's, come yeah. into play a lot. Aquaria was the weak one. I agree, and I don't get it. I think this is the episode that we should have had the double elimination or the save. Sorry, yes. the double yes. save, yes. not the one prior. They, they no. blew it. They they came early. I think so far, like Aquaria, I can see. I get why she's really. I, I she's smart. And and I, I see it. I just don't know if she always comes across as like fully realized. You know what I mean? Like she sometimes for me, she's really two dimensional. Mm-hmm. And that's not saying that what she doesn't present isn't gorgeous because it, it is like I'd never she's never looked bad to me. Uh, it's just there's something about it that just kind of kind of echoes like it's it's not it's not the initial sort of pop. It's the it's the echo back that's not as powerful somebody compared her to violet tchotchke and i felt so much of like a that's perfect because her runways are good you can't fault her for looking good on the runway but she's not really there in the challenges and you're not really seeing anything more than just here's the skinny white girl who pulls off runway looks really well. Mm-hmm. The snatch game was the exception. She did a good oh, job true. in Melania. Even if her true. accent was not consistent, it was still pretty funny. Yeah. Eh. And I did enjoy, even though I still prefer other... Uh, her parliament number as Melania was surprising. I didn't think she would do that kind all of number. All 14 minutes of it? It was too long. God and damn. It felt a little dated. So long. Was it like, her all 14 minutes, or were there backup dancers doing 10 of it? No, it was no. her... It, it wasn't 14 minutes. It was probably about a, a six-minute number. Ugh. But it was callbacks to the, the election and the, the convention, like the plagiarism scandal with her. It was oh. only it was only two-and-a-half-year-old references. It was fantastic. I mean, yeah. But it was... <laughs> It, it was different. I didn't expect her to do that kind of a comedy routine. You know? Interesting. And I will say I did like her song selections because it segued like her all the all the Melania bits segued into songs. And most of them were Lady Gaga songs. But um, so it was like about the RNC speech. Oh, okay. Into Speechless by Lady Gaga. And then um, it basically like... Uh, Shiza? It, yeah. Basically about her just being full of shit. And then went to Shiza. And it was like... I can't be mad at the song choices that wow. are being used, but it feels like I've been here for an hour watching this performance. It was bad. Ugh. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was. Who was your long. favorite at the P House then? Um, from the season. So the season 10 of all the ones you've seen at P House. 
Huh. Which one's your favorite performance there? Ooh. Okay. That's Does that make sense? Like, who's a good bar queen? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I wasn't sure if you were talking about just that night or in general, because at this point we've had like six of them from this season. I was impressed with, uh, what's her name? Um, the Vixen actually did a really oh, good really? job. I've heard Vixen as a performer is, she is. is fantastic. She, I was very impressed. And actually, she wasn't. She was not bad to work with okay. uh, during the meet and greet. And, I mean, the, the meet and greet took about 45, 50 minutes. She was difficult at DragCon. Was she? Yeah, she caused some stuff. Yeah, that's, that, that's not that surprising. That makes sense, given all the attention. I mean, she knows Tyra Sanchez. <laughs> oh, she had the hot dog stand up front. Oh. oh. Wow. So rude. <laughs> What about uh? What about Monet? I mean, uh, <laughs> Monet's second performance was cute, not amazing, but I watched her first performance. Somebody, uh, a friend of ours, had uh, filmed it and put it on YouTube, and it was fantastic to the point where the owner isn't easily um, impressed. I don't want to say impressed, but like it, it takes a lot for him to really be like that was good. And he loved Monet's 10 o'clock performance. And it was fantastic. Monet was great. Um, I did not get to see Asia and Cameron perform. I was working up front the entire time. So I only got to work with them in the meet and greet. And um, Cracker's two performances at Gay Days this past weekend were fantastic. I and then, I mean, Eureka's were... Eureka's were good because she is so incredibly all over the place spinning twirling like doing all this stuff like and for a woman of her size like tall and just broad and just Mm -hmm. she is a big woman Mm -hmm. and for her to be like just doing these spin after spin after spin like it was it was impressive she had like what four callbacks or whatever they version of it is you know not really callback but yeah they encores they they just keep playing them (laughs) by Sherilyn encore by (laughs) Sherilyn um yeah because the second show on that uh that night got rained out from the main stage they did in the disco okay and with having everybody that close and around and i mean she was the same in the in the theater um because a lot of times they're they're so into like doing their number on that stage and you can't really see because of the lights so there's like lines out the side and then they've got it like you know we're going back and queuing up the music you know an extra minute like four times uh, and then the same thing happened at the second show. So I mean, there, there haven't really been any queens that I thought were bad performers. Okay, I was stoked to be able to see, um, except for obviously I didn't personally see Asia. I've and Cameron having to get to see these queens now actually perform live because we haven't seen all of them lip sync at this right. point. Like Aquaria hasn't lip synced on the sh- uh, done a lip sync on the show. Cracker hasn't done a lip sync on the show. Um, but we've seen Cameron, we've seen her, you know, do an amazing performance. We've seen Eureka, we've seen Asia. So it's like, it, it's, it's been cool to be able to see some of these people actually perform mm-hmm. in the person. Yeah, exactly. And not just what the show is. And I, I've really come to feel that the show does a great job of showcasing your weakness. Mm. Not so much what you're good at. It's a reality show when it comes down to it. Exactly. But it will pinpoint what you don't do well. Because we haven't talked uh, about Drag Race since just before Snatch Game. Mm-hmm. And because I had to think about it. I'm like, I know at the beginning of one of the episodes, I did use one of uh, uh, Monet's lines from Snatch Game. So I wasn't sure if we had talked about it or not. But we didn't talk about We haven't 
talked about Snatch Game, Breast World, or any of those since are the last time we talked about Drag Race. So it, it's been fun to kind of watch all of that. Like Snatch Game this year was a mixed bag. Yeah, that's that's lightly. You know, like that's saying it lightly. I'm used to past seasons where you had more good than bad. And even the bad was comically bad. Yeah. Do, do you feel like they're editing it more and more to make it look like a disaster? Well, yeah, because I'm sure it's a much longer shoot that they do. Yeah. And they really want to kind of drive home, like, the point that Vixen and Asia Ooh. just were really bad. That was, you know, The Read, which is one of my favorite podcasts, they do, and I've said this before, they do this sort of, like, um, blue ivy like like caricature where she's a little girl who is very rich and she runs the show she's like you know beyonce i don't know what's going on here but you knew at two o'clock i was supposed to have my chicken nuggets and my juicy juice it is now 202 and i see neither but that's not what happens sometimes you you really have to to look at like your favorite character. Like for example, I love Whitney Houston. I'm not going to do Whitney. Like you have to be able to like pull things apart and find out why they're funny. And sometimes the issue with that is you have too much reverence for that person and you mm-hmm. don't want to because we've had in past seasons where um queens have been like, "Oh, I just I love her so much and I just didn't want to, you know, make it seem like I was trashing them." No, that's not what this is. You gotta be funny. You gotta exaggerate their quirks and make it funny. Yeah. You know, you had Raja when she did uh, Tyra Banks, not Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's somebody that she's worked with and that she knows, but she was able to take it and just really push it. And you know, the the bleeding from the eyes because she was smizing so hard, or Chad Michaels as Cher. Oh. You know, like that's. Uh, her icon that's her like mecca of you know everything mm-hmm. but she still took and made that shit funny yeah, mm-hmm. you yeah. have to. It's a comedy it, challenge. exactly maya angelou yes was done horribly yeah. on oh. all stars three uh, yes yeah. and they made reference to it <laughs> they shaded their own tv show <laughs> yeah that was so I good know. and i love the fact that at that point they had no like uh they mona had, had no it. idea and when they were like we just had somebody do this on All Stars, and she was like, what? <laughs> Oops. And it's like, we all know this, and because of, you know, airing afterwards, like, mm-hmm. we've all seen it, it's just, mm-hmm. it's so funny for us, but it's like, the fact that she did this, like, it was basically one season after, and they've, they haven't seen this, and they don't know, like, it could have been the most amazing Maya oh. Angelou in the world, and now you're, you know, being compared to that. Mm-hmm. Thank God it wasn't. But when she was sleeping with her eyes closed, yeah. oh my God! <laughs> oh. I'm just resting my eyes. <laughs> you do that very well. <laughs> but Maya Angelou is no <laughs> punk bitch. That's my favorite. I love the fact that somebody took my favorite image on the internet, and I have it, and I put it as my my cover photo for a while on Facebook. I think was they took. A picture of Maya Angelou, and you know how like they do like the caption next to it, mm-hmm. so it's the black box, and it has yeah. the soliloquy that Monet read, and then where it's signed, yeah. it's Chi Chi's nameplate. <laughs> but then they put the little the little carrot, the little arrow with a little extra A for, for Maya to spell it right. Oh my god, it's the greatest thing in the Jesus. world. I uh, love it. Okay, so 
everyone's watching drag race drag race is great it has highs it has lows let's talk about other pageants <laughs> oh okay let's talk about <laughs> like pageants. come on segue uh, other yeah. reality tv <laughs> non-tv shows so you Tora competed mm-hmm, I did. in Miss Gay Days 2018. I did compete. Now, I have a question. Is that where like all the bottoms just kind of get on <laughs> their backs and people take turns and whoever has to tap out first like loses? That's next year. That's 2019. Okay. At that the Wyndham. Awesome. Oh, God. Yes, the Wyndham. Next to the Wawa and the Starbucks. No. <laughs> With no parking. No, it's got lots of free parking next year, apparently. I was like, the Wawa that nobody will go to because all those skinny bitches don't want to eat for like three months before gay days? They really don't eat. I learned that. They mm-hmm. like, some of them I've met, they were like, I haven't eaten in a week. <laughs> no. I'm like, what? <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I just had like Chick fil I don't eat Chick fil A, but like, you know, I just had Burger King, but still. <laughs> but I, I'll, I'll tell you this. So, Two of my friends and I were just like, yeah, this year we're going to go. This year we're going to go. And it was two, a little over two months ago, we're just like, it's too late. It's oh. too late. We we fucked up. We've been playing around. You made this wonderful spaghetti carbonara and we can't go. This was the meal. This was the meal. And we all were like, yeah, yeah, we can't go. I never even saw the pools. I walked by them. But, like, never was in there. There was, like, they were packed at gay days. And I didn't even see. I saw one penis the entire week. And it wasn't mine. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> but let's go back. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, So walk us through, like, your preparation. The for. Mis- oh, my God. So it was three months of preparation between buying dresses, coming up with the looks, um, and the talent, and constructing everything. Because it's a very specific event. So you have to have the masquerade look. And you have to have a two-minute entire presentation with music and you have to choreograph that and then you have the talent you have five minutes to prep for that and you have to show everything you can do and show a bathing suit look and a talent as well oh yeah so you have to do both of them at the same time wow and then you have to do evening gown and then you have to write like a monologue that's also two minutes long that's time to your walk and then you have to do all this interview stuff and you have to do all this paperwork and you know just be on your your best game for it so that was three months prior and then the week of you have you know tuesday it's registration and meetings all day and then you have a an appearance that evening at the uh, kickoff party wednesday you have the interview with all seven judges whom miss america 2004 is one of them you have local celebrities you have uh miss galaxy you have all these really big pageant people in in charge of this pageant and then um you have rehearsals as well with the crew on Wednesday, Thursday, you have the Taste of Gay Days event, which is a mingle. And mingling is a very big thing with Miss Gay Days because you are the brand ambassador. Mm-hmm. And then Friday night is the pageant and it starts at 715 and it goes until like 1115, 1130. And you're in drag the entire time. Jesus. The Taste yeah. of Gay Days is where all the bottoms come and lay on their back. Right? That's where that is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's just like, is this, is this, is this a fountain of eggnog? No, girl. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I changed in a family bathroom there just once. I was like, I'm gonna, you know, change, and it smelled like just bad lube, just lube. So much lube had been dumped in that bathroom. Oh, oh that's Sorry. the worst. You're welcome for all that visual. I used to be like, when you go to Parliament, you <gasps> smell lube and poppers everywhere. You just walk in, and you'd be like, well, do you know what? Pause. So I remember one one night I was at I was at Parliament and I'm dancing to have a good time, and I look over and like these kids are like dancing. And they're like passing poppers around, and I'm like, "When is that? 
Is this a thing? Like, it, do you it's just... how it started. I mean, but yeah, it's come back, right? Yeah, and I'm just like, I mean, my God, like, yeah, I'm like, I guess that's better than Coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you you want to know even crazier? I was at Parliament House working in the Bear Den, and it was at the end of a karaoke night, and this guy was there, straight guy with his two gay dads, and he's at the picture window. And I went to go over because he had asked to, like, to sing a song, and it was literally like five to one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, we're done for the night." And he's like, "Oh, okay." I'm like, "Are you going to be here on Thursday or whatever?" Like, you know, whatever the next one was. Um, he's like, "Oh no, we're just, I'm just here for the one night." And you know, my me, I'm visiting my two gay dads or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. So I was like, "I always, I'm always a sucker for that." Like, mm-hmm. if it's somebody who's visiting because we have so many, like, you know, out of towners. That if one song is going to kill me, and I'll tell them like, as long as it's not a seven minute song, mm-hmm. I'll put you in for one. And I go over to tell him, that, like, to tell him, okay, I'll put you in for a song, because uh, he'd already kind of said, like, oh, do you have this song? And he's at the picture window, huffing poppers, and I'm like, because I walk over and all, all I smell is I'm like, <gasps> yeah. oh, oh, all right, <laughs> like, okay, there. Um, so let's get back. Oh, okay. What? So, how would you rate the overall experience? Because you know, I'm sorry, I should I should refer to you as. The People's Choice, Tora Hyman. That's right. I did. Uh, I was the People's Choice, which to me, I'm the Hillary Clinton of the Miss Gaby's pageant. Aww. Not comparing Chantel to Mr. Trump. I was going to say, because I know, I know you all love her, and I do too. Um, but I felt like the Hillary Clinton that night. I was like, you know what? That's amazing, and to have that honor. To, mm-hmm. I mean, there was a large difference between amounts too. So I was like, okay, they really loved me. Um, I would rate the experience a 10, not even so much the pageant. It was the mingling and the getting to know people. I mean, I met multiple men who had been there 28 years. They This is their 28th event. Wow. They've been oh, coming gosh. every single year from out of state. And that's that's why I do gay days. And that's why I want to be Miss Gay Days is for that alone, to meet these people and to be part of that family. So you're definitely doing it next year. Are yeah, you com- if my schedule allows, then yeah. Awesome. I, that makes me so happy because I know pageants can be like – really draining like yes emotionally physically financially Mm -hmm. oh yeah and so like going through that you know not snatching a crown but Mm -hmm. still like being told it's you like you're amazing you're you're you know miss gay day's material yeah is is so affirming it really was because i'd never done a pageant before and i'd never even seen a pageant so it was, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And especially financially, I sponsored myself. I didn't have any sponsors. Oh, wow. You didn't have to do a GoFundMe or anything crazy? I wish I would have. Like some people? Yeah, would've. I only had $25 left in my bank account at the end of the week. <laughs> oh, money. But, um, I mean, I paid for everything. And sure, I wasn't wearing designer outfits, but they were still pretty great. Um, but, oh, yeah. And you don't need that. That's one. Th- that's, that's a true. misconception. It's drag at the end of the day. Exactly. Mm, it if is you drag. Could, if you can make an outfit work doesn't matter what that label is it, it you know if it works it works yeah but i mean i let i met all these people and now they're supporting me so now i feel like i have to compete next year because they want to see me take the crown eventually awesome that's fantastic yeah Thank you. And, and considering how much we love you and oh, how much you. we love Chantel, oh. i mean it would be great to have her be able to crown you next oh, year that's what i was thinking i was like you know what maybe that next year is my year to have her have family yeah absolutely yeah yeah, and that was that was that was the the toughest part was like 
Chantel is one of my best friends. Absolutely. And, you know, we've coined her the first lady of bears in the city. Like, that's right. It's like, okay, we have to. But then, you know, you've become such a good friend. And, like, it was just like, oh, damn. Like, it's so she hard. Deserves it. At the end of the day, she's been doing drag. I think I asked her, oh, I'm probably going to misquote this, but 28 years, 20 some years. Yeah. Um, right. And she's a legend in the pageant community. She deserves that crown no matter what. And she was first runner up last year. So that, I mean, she deserves that. Yeah. No, so. I mean, and, and, from seeing the pictures, obviously I was I had to work, um, but seeing the pictures, I mean, you both did a great job. So yeah. it'll yeah. be fantastic mm-hmm. to see you go back for it next year, mm-hmm. and it'll be it'll be awesome to see Chantel crown you next yeah. year. Yeah, and it's Broadway theme next year. Ooh, and that's nice. literally what I went to school for. So we'll see. All right. Oh, that's right because it's the fiftieth anniversary of Stonewall, so it's Correct. very New York, very Stonewall, very mm-hmm. Broadway, you know, centric for yep. the theme. So that's exactly it. That's fantastic. Yeah. So tora for our listeners where can they find you oh they can find me on instagram at tora hyman it's tora hi man not like the other body part <laughs> um they can find me on facebook tora hyman they can go to my website torahyman.com there's merchandise there from drag queen merch and they can also go on youtube and look at the drag queen network awesome where Which they you... can find a video oh, of the three of us that is right that's so talking much about fun. bears that's <laughs> right that is and i'm gonna meet um Mr. Uh, Mr. Gede's leather is going to come on, and we're going to do a video about leather soon. Oh, oh nice! Yeah, little Denny. Do you know him? No. Oh, <laughs> he's very cute. I watched. That was my first pageant I've ever seen. I watched the Mr. Gede's leather, and that was eye-opening. Lots of I learned about high cow, which is full leather head to toe. That's what they call high it. Cow. High cow. Is that a high horse drag? Oh, Correct. Wow. High cow. High cow. I love it. That's horrible. Learned so much. That's and so now I want to build a full leather pink outfit, like. Which Do means, it. like, cum pig, I think, is what I learned. Which I'm not, but I will be that day. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, thank you for joining us. If you ever want to support the Nerdy Show Network and all of the amazing programming we have on it, you can go to patreon.com slash nerdy show. And if you specifically want to earmark dollars for us, you can totally put that in the notes because we are listener supported. It takes a lot of effort and and support to make this happen. Pat does an amazing job. I stop bickering with Brian a lot. Like we're moving. We are. We're evolving. We're evolving. I was like, it takes a lot of patience and static in your ears until you figure out what the hell is wrong with your board. Because God help me. Once I even once I figured out what was wrong. I still heard the static. <laughs> the lambs wouldn't stop crying. Static. <laughs> We're all going to laugh at you. <laughs> so we'll be back in two weeks. We're so happy to be back on a normal recording schedule. Um, not that we weren't. It's just, you know. You well, after the, the recaps, mm-hmm. all those weekly recaps. Oh, my God. You know we're going to have to do a special edition after the finale. I know. We'll <laughs> talk about that. Look, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. And then I will burn it down to the ground. <laughs> So with that, listeners, thank you. Later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.